Okay, here we go. What's up, everybody? You are listening to the Coach Vaughn Podcast. I'm Vaughn DiCarlo, a.k.a. Coach Vaughn is on. What's going on, people? Today is the official launch. It's October 2nd, and um, I should be hype, but let's be real. This podcast is going to uh, pretty much be done in the most gorilla <laughs> way, low budget way possible. I should have like the little clap sound effects button to press, but I don't even have that. I I have sort of some theme music, as you can hear. I wanted to get someone to come in and um do some official like parody song about Coach Vaughn. Haven't found anyone to do that yet, so I just added a little bit of theme music that's my own. Uh, for the people who don't know me, uh, well, the people that do know me who've been following me for a while, this story might be a little boring, but for those of you who don't know, I, I was working on music for my one woman show, uh, lasagna many, many, many years ago. And I got wrapped up into writing music and stuff. Cause I wanted to have original music for my one woman show instead of doing covers, which is easier said than done, but I got all into writing music and the song that played in the intro today, um, it's available on iTunes. You can check it out. It's called Honest Righteousness. Um, and the other single that I really like from that time period in my life is called Penalty. Um, so right now I'm just going to use my own music. That The Honest Righteousness song became known as the Stalker song because I wrote that song at the time uh, uh, about... Patrice and he was like you're a stalker have you listened I'm like is that what you say to a person who writes a song about you and he's like have you listened to your lyrics uh so I get that uh there's a video to it in a whole nine yards if you want to look it up on YouTube uh it's (laughs) it was a passing moment in in my day of working in this business even though like I said I'm not a recording artist or a singer per se but I was working on independent music for my one woman show lasagna um because you know you just like having your own original stuff but back to the focus at hand um i'm basically a stand up comic who can't stop talking about basketball and sports and unfortunately we're living in a time where sports isn't even it isn't even an escape like i used to go to you know, the games and and watch basketball games and stuff like that just to get away from all the hoopla of the world. But these days, it's all one big clusterfuck of what's going on. Um, I, What is going on? I don't know, guys. It's today um, we're praying for Vegas. I don't know if you have heard about this story, but it's the middle of the afternoon at this point. So if you haven't heard about what happened in Las Vegas, you're probably living under a rock. I turned the news off and I logged off of social media. I was very sad. You know, I just wanted to watch the regular, you know, ESPN and just regular stuff this morning. But unfortunately, there was a mass shooting in Las Vegas up over 50 people. The last time I checked, it was about 58 people passed away, um, were pronounced dead, and over 500 people were injured um, from a mass shooting. And then you log on to Twitter and you see everyone arguing about, you know, what what is Trump going to say? Is he going to call him a terrorist like he should? Um, probably not because he's white, so he'll probably say that he's very fine people. And, you know, I was becoming a part of that 
argument as well as I have been with the whole take a knee situation. And then I say, you know what, I have to log out because um, I have to find another distraction because this isn't, this is just sad. At the end of the day, we're all just human. We all want love and affection and attention and respect. And the the phrase live and let live, it, it sounds cliche, but it's really the basic answer to the world. Live and let live. Let other people live. Stop, stop shooting people. Stop putting your beliefs off on others to the point where you just feel like there's there's no value in life these days. It's almost like just a, another passing phase, another passing shooting, another passing day, another passing knee, another passing. And like it, it's really to the point where you think nobody cares. And it's like, yeah, nobody cares. It's just another story. And that's so sad. I can't fathom what the families of the victims are going through. Um, and it, it's really interesting because you see people in the video screaming duck, duck, you know, because you the assumption on the ground is that there's a shooter on the ground and you should duck and hide. But what we later found, found out is that this shooter was on a 32nd floor of the Mandarin Bay of the, the hotel. So there really was no ducking. It almost makes you wonder, like, the randomness of death just makes you go, wow, um, these people were there for, you know, a festival, music festival. Music is something that, like sports, that typically brings people together. And um, there was no way to run and hide from a from a sudden terroristic act where you think ducking will help but it's coming from above and it it just it makes you question like why those 58 or it could be more at this point as I'm doing this podcast why them why the ones that were injured and and why did they die and those others just get injured or why did some people not get injured at all it just the randomness of life starts to sink in and you go into this rabbit hole of why that makes no sense and then you just go let's just pray and then you go well people pray before games every night but there has to be a loser no it's it, you could have four or five overtimes eventually someone is going to come up with the L and someone's going to come up with the W. And I, that's probably a horrible, uh, it, it's, that's probably horrible, but I, I just don't even know how to put my thoughts together. Quite honestly, at this point, it's very difficult for me. Um, I'm one of those very sensitive people. And that's why I think I like sports so much because it's like, let me just get into this game, put all my passion into this right now. But even like with the whole politicizing the take the knee, take a knee thing. And it's like Colin Kaepernick's team, I believe San Francisco, right? Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not a huge football person, but his team is locking arms and taking a knee and, and, putting out tweets that says together and it's like really you're together I don't see Colin Kaepernick in this picture where's Colin 
He's very noticeable. He has a big ass afro. He's half black, half white like me. You can't miss him. I don't see him on your team. So uh, how together are you? And it's almost like the arrogance of people to change the narrative and decide what the movement is about. It's just it's a big clusterfuck right now of what question mark, question mark, exclamation point, exclamation mark. It's just what's going on in the world. It's it's um. I just I, I don't know. I'm I'm stumbling over my words because all I really want to do every day is wake up, breathe, laugh, smile, give love, receive love, get respect, give respect, get attention, give attention. As human beings, we all like whatever our motivation is, even in sports, that we're looking for love. Even in something as weird as a mass shooting, like it you're looking for love like it everybody is hurt everybody is hurt the the guy uh from Wisconsin that that ate people Jeffrey Dahmer remember him he was actually a psychopath looking for love like if you remember that story back in the day he would lure these men uh black men gay men uh into his home and then he would kill them and eat them and he would preserve some of their body for later for leftovers I guess in the refrigerator and way back when when they interviewed him and was trying to figure out motivation and it's hard trying to figure out the mind of a psychopath unless you're a freaking psychopath nothing is going to make sense but these analysts and psychologists and they all try to figure things out and make sense of of these horrible acts that people do And I remember Jeffrey Dahmer saying um, he wanted to be close to them. And by eating them, he felt that their souls were more connected. Now, that is amazingly crazy. But in some kind of weird way, here's a, a confused psychopathic mentally ill crazy person but at the core of his psychotic wrong horribly wrong acts was love for me as a person that loves love and loves giving love and loves finding love in every situation it's hard for me to go hey why can't we all just literally get along no jokes there just understand that we may agree to disagree but just can we not kill each other can we not listen to Colin Kaepernick with the whole take the knee situation can we stop disregarding what whether you agree with how he went about his protest or not you have to agree if you're human that police brutality and the shooting of unarmed black man is bad like how can you not see that so it's hard for me to have a conversation with you if if the conversation is about that and then you deflect it and you start talking about patriotism okay well when you said that to Colin Kaepernick when he sat for the flag what did he do he heard you he said I hear you and you're absolutely right I'm not going to sit for the national anthem in honor of our veterans and the good good police and people who do protect and serve us honorably I'm gonna take a knee to honor them 
in this quiet protest. But now at this point, it's like we're just spinning wheels. You know, the president of uh, (laughs) Adam Silver of the NBA said that the NBA players will not be taking a knee. They have a strict policy against that. And let me just be very clear. I like I like Adam Silver. I, I do. I think the NBA is a uh, very, very classy league. And I think that Adam Silver is, has proven to be very classy in a lot of things that he's taken on and and how eloquently he speaks of things. But, you know, you got to giggle a little bit at him saying that, you know, this policy and NBA players won't be taking a knee. And that may be true, but it's like, dude... Uh, I don't know if you guys saw my Coach Vaughn comments, but the one I did about Steph Curry and the president calling him out and saying that he's uninvited to the White House and all the blah, 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 and calling NFL players sons of bitches. I said in that post, I said, tread lightly, buddy. And I'll say this to Adam Silver, tread lightly, buddy. You're talking to guaranteed money when you're not. This isn't the NFL. The NBA is guaranteed money, buddy. What are you going to do without LeBron and Steph Curry? And that that's just two of the many faces of the NBA. It's not just Steph and it's not just LeBron, um, although they are at the top of the food chain, obviously. But what are you going to do with all your A-list superstars and, and even your B and C and your D Like, what are you going to do with guaranteed money that walks away? What do you what? What's your answer to that? So it's it's almost silly. It's almost putting them in a position to to say, look, you're going to force me to take a stance and don't don't make LeBron and company flex their power. Please don't make them flex that power Um, as much as I would love to watch my NBA uh, Kings flex their power. I let's just at this point just say it's so overly politicized at this point that we're missing the freaking point. We're missing the point. Mike Tomlin had a p- good point about hey, look, we're just here to play football. I disagreed with the idea that he's going to take take his boys out of politics because it's just at this point, like even me, I love to take myself out of politics and just watch the games. That's part of the reason why I love sports is to just have a peaceful moment away from reality for a minute and just have a good time. But you can't at this point, and especially in this world we're in, we we need to all be involved to an extent. And, you know, I've always been a very patriotic American. I, I, I like a lot of Americans didn't even know that the national anthem had that other verse to it where it was glorifying the the uh torture and killings of runaway slaves. I didn't know that that verse existed until recently. Um which makes you look at the national anthem totally different. I I love feeling patriotic but as a, a black person, a, a black woman in America, you do have to go, well, wait a minute. Is this song for me? Is this flag for me? And and if I question that based on the fact that we're out here dying at the, the you know, it's it just becomes what just happened right there. 
a big hamster wheel of what are we really talking about and what is the solution? And as cliche and corny as it may sound and as cliche and as corny as I may be, it really is all so simple. But you'd rather make it hard. Now I'm doing Lauren Hill. <laughs> it's just like live and let live. Why do you want to kill me? Why do you want to kill or abuse women? Why do you want to kill or abuse black men or anyone? Now this terrorist in Las Vegas, you know, at this music festival, white guy, uh, from what I could see, uh, killed a bunch of white people. This was not a... Um, a Jay-Z concert, not that there aren't white people at a Jay-Z concert, but just a, a, of my point, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this is perceived. And I just want to watch basketball. I just want to enjoy a game. You know, this this first podcast is this launch date of mine, which by the way, again, this podcast is so gorilla, is really just me and a mic and trying to figure it out still. Um, I'm going to play that regular song of mine that the honest righteousness is going to be my opening theme music until I get someone to do a good parody song for me. But today I was supposed to do my um, NBA predictions. I wanted to talk about, you know, I had an appearance on NBA radio, Sirius XM, shout out Gerald Brown and Tina Cervasio. I had a great time there and he came up with this amazing idea to get rid of um, teams flopping to get the first round draft pick. Um, It was an amazing, amazing idea. I wanted to get into that. Um, It's like a March Madness style games at the end of the year. I don't know if you heard the appearance. I'll try and um, get a copy of that appearance on NBA radio that I had so you guys could listen to it. I love that idea. Um, I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to talk about, you know, my preseason 2017-18 NBA game predictions. But here we are. um, Didn't so much get get to that because you just feel like on a day like today where so many people have lost their lives, 58 people dead. And like I said, it could be more in Las Vegas right now because I I turned off the news. I shut down my social media and I wasn't even going to do the podcast. You know, shout out James Goff. I talked to him about it. Uh, He was on my um, third episode, comedian James Goff. And um, I called, you know, we were on the phone. I'm like, dude, I don't want to do the podcast today because I just feel like What's going on in the world is bigger than what I can even articulate. And how am I even helping people by talking about preseason NBA games and and predictions and all of that? But I'm not a politician. I'm not a journalist. I'm not a I, I, I think there should be better gun control. I, I, I don't know. I'm just a regular citizen of America in pursuit of happiness. And I thought that's what the United States was all about. The pursuit of happiness. But here we are, we're just out here, I guess, pursuing. Why is the pursuit of someone else's happiness to kill other people or to oppress other people? There is enough for everyone. Like this is the land of opportunity. 
There's plenty for everyone. And if you're not getting it, keep going. That doesn't mean oppress someone else. I I just, I cannot connect to hate. I can only connect to love. I don't understand hate. I understand it in terms of a definition. We can all Google it and look it up and see what Webster's Dictionary say or what Wikipedia says. But, But I don't connect to it as a soul. I don't get it and I don't want to get it. I I understand anger. I understand fear. I understand all the dark sides of our souls as human beings. What I don't get is how you can just lay in it and and want to oppress others with it. Find the light. I mean, if you, you're, you're a follower of mine, I use this hashtag, hashtag stay in the light. Stay in the light of God, stay in whatever God you believe in. And maybe that's the issue. And I, I don't want to get into That's the other thing. Here we go again. The hamster wheel. Now we're going from politics to religion. I just want to watch the NBA. I just want to see, you know, balls go up and down the court. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> all balls included, but no puns intended. Um, I just... It's very difficult for me to connect to any type of hate. And um, I'm not going to be a person that wants to learn to try. I want to be a person that tries to inspire others to come to the light, not to the dark. Stay in the light. Don't stay in the dark. Even if you feel darkness, even if you feel anger, those dark, dark feelings, hate, fear, all of that stuff. Don't stay in it. We're human. We have all different sides of us. But you don't have to stay in it. And I know that's easier said than done because you do have to add the element of mental illness. And by the way, um, I know everyone is saying, oh, if it's a white guy's mental illness, if it's a brown guy's terrorism, if it's a black man, American black man, it's it's a thug. Um if it's a Mexican, it's like we get all the stereotypes. But at the end of the day, all of this, all of it is mental illness. If you have the ability to allow yourself to kill others, I don't give a damn what your complexion is. It's all mental illness. It's all terrorism. Collectively, it's all thug. All of it. All of it. And you can't escape it. You can't escape it with sports. You can't escape it with music. Uh, and it's not just the people that you kill. Um, death is hard on a living. Patrice used to say that to me all the time. And, and it's very true. Death is hard on the living. And um, you are mentally ill if you cannot connect to that. Uh, we're all human. We all just want to have a good time. And I guess for my launch of this podcast, I thought it was going to be NBA predictions. I'll keep it simple. I, I was going to go through the whole seeds and this and this team and that team. Maybe I'll do that next week. But for right now, I'll just say I'll do a small prediction. It's an easy prediction. It's not profound. I think that it's going to be Warriors versus the Cavs in the finals again this year. Um, My hope is that 
OKC with Carmelo Anthony, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook. Oh, I wanted to talk about Russell again and his signing. Anyway, um, we'll do better next week, hopefully. You know, hopefully there's this... When is it going to end? When is... I... I I don't want to be a person that loses hope and says, uh, it's going to be another mass shooting. It's going to be another black man getting shot by the police. It's going to be another huge politicized um, protest where they change the narrative and, and disregard. Like when you say when they first started saying um, when we were like Black Lives Matter, it was just to say we matter. We're human. Stop killing us. And then it changed. No one was saying that all lives doesn't matter. It kind of goes without saying that other lives matter. The fact that we had to actually say, hey, our lives matter. But then the narrative was changed. And all of a sudden, here we are with a cluster fuck of more bullshit. So back to the the easy prediction, Cavs Warriors in the finals this year for the NBA. That's easy to predict. Anything can happen. You never know. But uh, I'm just hoping OKC, I I think they're going to be up there. And uh, I hope they wear down. uh, I hope they make it to the playoffs, which I I believe that they will. And I hope that um, they wear down the Warriors a bit. Because let me tell you something. If I see Steph Curry lay down on the court and put a towel over his head and take a nap in the playoffs and or finals this coming season, I'm going to black out. I'm not going to want to kill anyone. I'm not going to hate him and want his whole family to die or anything psychopathic, but I will be very, very, very angry. Like is Steph Curry really taking a nap on the court everyone's out there sweating and it's like nope I'm gonna take a nap because I have the super team I'll let them handle all the heavy lifting and then I'll go in heavy lift and it's amazing to have that super team and it's almost like LeBron like you know LeBron is gonna be LeBron you know the Warriors are gonna be the Warriors uh I I'm I'm excited about uh the Cavs bringing in D Wade, but I also that's another thing I wanted to talk about today. J.R. Smith off the bench. At first I was like, "Nah." But then I thought about it and I was like, "Six man of the year." So, my other little prediction. And remember, I'm always right sometimes. So you can hold it to me. But I will remind you of sometimes is the operative word. But I am usually right, though, all jokes aside. So Cavs, Warriors in the finals. I'm not going to do my who's going to win prediction just yet. We'll come back to that. Uh, MVP this year. I prob- I, I, I'm thinking quiet Kawhi. I think Kawhi Leonard might take that home this year. I still believe that the MVP candidate is... Who can we give it to besides LeBron? LeBron James is MVP pretty much until he retires, most likely, in my mind. Um, I'll argue that point next week because I'm running out of time today. And I know we went off on some other things, but um, a lot of that stuff needed to be said. And um, so, yeah, I think the MVP, Kawhi Leonard... um, and I think that J.R. Smith 
coming off the bench for the Cavs is almost a surefire six-man of the year. And he's been six-man of the year before. J.R. Smith is fire. Like, he's incredibly talented. Uh, But J.R. Smith, just like the Warriors are going to be the Warriors, LeBron is going to be LeBron, J.R. Smith is going to be J.R. Smith without a doubt. And you guys, if you know me and you know basketball and you know J.R. Smith, you know exactly what that means. He is fire when he's fire. And when he's not fire, he's not fire, (laughs) but still fire because I always got faith that J.R. Smith is going to kick in when he kicks in. He is what he is, people. And I'm a huge fan. I love watching J.R. Smith, even when he's untying shoes. Uh, but look, Lance Stevenson blew in LeBron's ear. You got Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> oh, man. We'll see what's going to happen as far as the NBA players taking a knee. At this point, I'm I'm pulling back from it in a sense of it's just – a big circus now what does it before I go oh the NBA players have to take a knee or not take a knee now my question is what does it even mean anymore when you see Colin Kaepernick's NFL team locking arms and taking a knee and not inviting him to the party then you have to go ah another day at the circus is disgusting and and I hate it um, but it is what it is. I, I am not claiming to have the answers, but I do know that we're all human and sports and music are supposed to be what brings us together. And if we don't have that, what do we have? It's been interesting. It's been an interesting, a very sad day. My prayers go out to all the hurricane victims, the victims in Las Vegas that pray for the whole world has my prayers and my love and I do love love and I hope and I pray that one day we can all collectively agree that love is better than hate it just is anyway coach Vaughn out